0: Everybody. So today, I am going to be reading more one-star reviews of my favorite books, as we have decided um, they're not my favorite books per se. They're just books I gave five stars to last year. So, anyways, let's just get right on into it. Also, I don't remember where I was, so if I reread reviews, just pretend you haven't heard them. I don't think I'm. I don't. Well, just just pretend you haven't heard them. book is the maidens by alex michaelitis two percent gave it one star ashley a frolic through fiction writes i felt more tension between me and a ringing phone it really took the thrill out of thriller and just left me with (laughs) er sarah writes are you fucking kidding me i love people that just write like something like that where it's like so vague so just like in disbelief Boston writes, 1.5 stars. The first half was intriguing, but the second half quickly descended into a mess of ob- obvious red herrings, a plot twist that makes no sense, and a main character who suddenly loses all her brain cells. Not to mention a reference to the author's other book, which would have been fine if it had any relevance to the plot whatsoever, but it didn't. I do agree. Um, I thought it was fun that they threw in that little like nugget of the silent patient, but also it had nothing to do with the book, so it doesn't really make sense. I think it's just a way for him to tie his books together, but it it wasn't necessary. Beth Bliss in Books writes, I have a lot of feelings on this book, but this is a prime example of a male author writing from a female perspective and utterly and completely missing the mark. While this was a fast read and kept me relatively engaged, there are so many parts of the plot that I take issue with. Leanne writes, this must be one of the worst books I've ever read. The writing is stilted and unemotional, the characters are unlikable, and the plot itself is incredibly over-the-top and unbelievable. It's almost like the author intentionally tried to write a bad book. (laughs) Sol writes, I hated this book, as expected, lol. If you think you're going to hate this book but pick it up anyway because you're curious about what is so polarizing about it in the end, don't. And if you do anyway, just don't spend your money on it because it ain't worth a single dollar. One star, worst book I've read all year. Maya writes, Can thrillers come up with something else other than villainizing sexual abuse, vi- vi- sexual abuse victims? Aren't you tired of writing the same evil, contrived shit all the time? Such a waste of money, time, and money. L- LMAO, what the fuck? Helena writes, Nope. It's not even nope, it's NOP. Megan writes, Without even thinking of the other nine, I'd say this easily fits in my top 10 worst books ever. Once really hard to be a deep and profound mystery in the same vein as The Secret History, but no. Characters are totally flat, chapters are insanely short, I guess to make it feel more fast-paced, but it just feels like a very early outline of a book rather than an actual book with meat. No details or nuance, just bam, bam, bam. It's actually way, way too fast-paced because you never... Because you need to understand the characters and situation when getting involved in, in a mystery. The motivation and big reveal make zero sense. And the title, The Maidens, mostly side characters and window dressing and not even believable as characters. It seems to think it's pretentious and smart because it's also said at a university. It mentions mytholo- mythology and literature some, but it doesn't do this in any substantial, meaningful way. If it wasn't clear enough, do not recommend. So they're comparing it to The Secret History by Donna Tartt, which I haven't read, but I actually have been hearing a lot of things about recently, and I know it was like a big phenomenon a while back, so I want to read that. Katie Parker writes, Seriously, don't waste your time. At the end, he says he wrote this during quarantine lockdown. I think he should have just gotten into a trashy reality TV like the rest of us did. Ashley Lewis writes, Maybe my expectations for this novel were too high. I really liked The Silent Patient and was really looking forward to getting that heavy on the psychology field to a thriller, but dang, this was not it. There was no real tension here. Nothing made me fear for my life the way... Fear for the life of the main character, even when she's being followed by someone. I didn't really think anything of it. There were too many creepy guys, and the author tried to use as distractions to who the real murderer was, so it ended up feeling like he was trying hard to make us look in those directions. I feel like everything... That was really explored in the early parts of the book were tossed out the window with the ending. It did not feel well tied together at all. Honestly, the more I sit and think about this, the more annoyed I get. So I'm changing it to a one-star because I literally have nothing good to say. Also, Mariana was an idiot. Her poor parents were screwed up from the beginning having such a moron for a therapist. Okay, I'm done for now. Um, I feel like I'm in the minority. I feel like people like the silent patient or they like the maidens, but they don't like both. Um, I feel like most people don't like the maidens, and that's just what it is, but I liked both of them. Fuat writes, let, me, "...let my completion of this book serve as a testament to the depth of my patience and tolerance." Ash writes, "...I'm sorry folks, but this wasn't for me. The beginning was quite slow, and just when things started to get interesting, the author would begin info-dumping, which ruined the pacing." And the plot twist fell random and out of nowhere. I do not enjoy when characters do a complete 360 without foreshadowing. The plot twist was just not good. I apologize to everyone who felt otherwise, but I can't see it. What I did enjoy, the Greek-inspired mystery and dark academia vibes. Robin writes, what the actual fuck? Richard writes, I swear if he puts one more obvious red herring in this book, I might have set it on fire. Myth writes, I'm having a hard time believing the same author wrote The Silent Patient in whatever hot mess this was. Ra writes, this was so messy and so contrived, sorry to this man, but really, can we please stop trying to rewrite The Secret History or marketing books based on the tropes of The Secret History? Moveon.org, you will never be done at tart. Taylor Monson writes, Me not enjoying this viral BookTok book? Is it me? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Maybe I am. Am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. Listen to the audio and straight up did not have a good time. This comes in stark contrast to The Silent Patient, which is one of my all-time favorite thrillers. Maybe it was overhyped by BookTok. Probably. Maybe we all put too much pressure on a second release from this author. But this just didn't give what it needed to give. Flat, boring, one-dimensional, a billion plot holes. What happened to the original plot of the movie? In conclusion... Wasn't sure about you, but I'm leaning toward gone. How many TikTok sounds can I fit in one review? I was literally about to say how many TikTok sounds can they put and they sent it for me. Bailey Bryant writes, Like if a kid Like if the kid who won't shut up in your intro to psych, intro to English literature and intro to Greek mythology class wrote a book. Celeste writes, Well that ending completely ruined this book for me. What was the fucking point of writing a thriller if by the end you're going to write the most outlandish and left field plot twist you can pull out of your ass? undermining the direction of your narrative was going in what was literally the point point? and alex michaelitis was trying to do the walmart version of secret history will forever be funny to me like he actually thought he could copy and paste and think he was being creative and sly nah also this man cannot write female characters even if his life depended on it what a fucking disappointment so lots of secret history comparison there The next book is We Are Never Meeting in Real Life by Samantha Irby. 2% give it one star. I fucking love Samantha Irby. I think she's hilarious, and I think that these reviews, if they're bad, it's because they just don't like her humor. Stacy writes, this just didn't work for me. Something about her humor, like I said, just doesn't hit for some reason. Hannah Johnson writes, I don't usually write reviews, but I want to forewarn anyone who wants to read this book. I decided to read this because the cat on the cover grabbed my attention and because it was a bestseller. I did not find this book funny at all. I could not relate to the author. I felt like she came off a bit condescending. Many of her stories either made me cringe or feel pity for her life, but definitely not laugh. I also felt like the poop-fart stories were overkill throughout the book without eliciting a giggle. After about two essays, I wanted to quit reading, but I rarely quit reading a book, and I hoped it would get better. I'd recommend skipping this one unless you're already familiar with the author and her brand of humor. Mary Mendoza writes: Jenny Lawson's endorsement should have tipped me off to expect the worst. What we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is an enraged black lady who had a lousy childhood and has grappled with severe depression, isolation, racism, and obesity all her life. It's a perfect setup for humor. Not Mrs. Erby is so Miss Irby's book is so raunchy. I learned more about lesbian sex that I never wanted to know. Vitriolic and mean-spirited, it gave me nightmares. And although Miss Irby sprinkles a few kernels of wit and wisdom throughout this dirge, I must say, without equivocation. I'm so happy. We are never meeting in real life. That's funny that you're throwing her title back at her, but also, like, she's literally, like, she is a lesbian, so she's not going to write about heterosexual, like, she's going to write about lesbian sex. Like, what? I don't know. Emily writes another book by someone who demands to perform all the time and has found an outlet for it. Had some good laughs, but not worth the time. Like, you, you chose to pick up this book. Like, she's not forcing you to read this book. Sydney Legg writes, I thought this book was annoying. Shiver writes, I was fooled by the first Goodreads Choice Award nominee for Humor 2017 and the cat on the cover. I did not enjoy the book at all and could not get the humor, which could just be my issue, I understand. It was not funny or I didn't get the jokes right, but the language is vulgar and raunchy. Too vulgar, actually. It was also very hard to read through the swearings and the, and all the I did that's. More like a blog for close friends than a book with Humor Choice Award nominee, one star for Helen. So I'm pretty sure, like, this was, like, she used to write a blog and she, like, put kind of all of her essays together. Like, it's, it's essays. It's not a memoir. It's not meant to be read like a book. Like, it's meant to be read as essays. Rihanna Rihanna writes, Sam Irby seems to know her audience. Several times she mentions, if XYZ, this book is not for you, except those XYZs are often very normal things, like not eating 12 slices of pizza at once. Her writing came off less self-depreciating than it did bitter and chaotic. I wanted to love this, but it was too aggressively trying to be funny, and if I wanted to be inundated with someone's unedited stream of consciousness, I would have listened to a podcast. Jen Martino writes, The cute cat photo on the cover tricked me i don't even know why a cat is on it when she detests them and animals so much it's supposed to be funny and exaggerating when the author talks about her cat i also call my cat fat shits but the way she talked about the kitten disturbed me it's a disgusting garbage monster she asks is that horrible little thing dead yet and when forced to adopt her she says i hate this bitch and she hates me for seven years we've been trapped in this mutually abusive codependent relationship in hopes that this will finally be the time scissors happen to fall On the floor, face up. Wow, that's some dexter shit. How serial killers start with animals first. I wouldn't trust her watching my stuffed animal. She also hates children and thinks herself smarter than everyone for not having any. I myself am childless, but don't shame moms or think myself especially clever about it. Too much forced humor, extremely verbose and self-depreciating to the point where I was uncomfortable. As someone who's a pet owner and a mom, I will say that people that don't have kids are very smart. And pets are little shit monsters sometimes. (laughs) Like, I call Molly a bitch On the daily, but I love her more than life itself, but she absolutely is a bitch, and she absolutely has problems, and, you know, she is the scum of the earth sometimes, and you should be able to talk about those things and not have people think that you're going to kill your animals, because I would never – Laura writes, all the reviews I I read make this book sound like a laugh-out-loud, hilarious, can't-miss collection of essays. They were all wrong. I did not once laugh out loud. This book was not hilarious. I smirked a few times, but for the most part found this book to be too long, too depressing, and too unfunny. Sam, we get it. You hate life. You're fat. You're disgusting. You wish you were dead. Her words, not mine. Do us all a favor and stop writing books about it, and then tell bookstores to clump it under humor. Anybody want a used copy of We Are Never Meeting in Real Life? Because I really don't need or want that on my bookshelf. Bye, bitch. (laughs) S writes, wow, you know that person that's always angry and hostile, always finds the negative in everything, and is just unpleasant to be around? That's what this author sounds like. Her book is the most unpleasant to read, not full of profound insights and even humor. Her vitriolic observations is what passes as humor. I actually personally think that she sounds like a great person to hang out with because she is very real, very down to earth, like, not at all like, you know trying to be like cooler than she is better than she is like whatever she just seems like a very real relatable person so that doesn't really bother me kelly writes i had high hopes for this book based on reviews but was just disappointed it was too vulgar and just not a fit for me nikki writes tmi gross vulgar irby's just not my kind of person Alex Anderson writes, this series of essays simply wasn't funny to me. I couldn't connect with the author at all. She has a very negative and pessimistic view of life and spends her essay criticizing or otherwise complaining, which got on my nerves. It seems like she has many friends and a loving wife, so I don't know if she's only nasty in her writing or if it carries into real life. She also made a point to say how she doesn't want to learn basic things like personal finance or does she wish to accomplish daily tasks like grocery shopping. She referenced her Peapod delivery man many times. I personally find that beyond annoying. If she spent half as much time, half as much energy accomplishing normal daily tasks as she did complaining, I think she would find more inner peace. I applaud her for sharing her very personal stories about her difficult childhood and understand how those experiences shaped her worldview, but I don't think that gives you carte blanche to be so harsh. Not enjoyable for me. I think that people take her words way too literally. Paula writes, I started listening to this and just could not get into it. A large part of the problem was the narrator's voice. Yes, I realized it was the author of the book. For me, the narrator's voice was irritating. The content did just not appeal to me. I even stopped listening and tried again the next day. I even skipped ahead but decided to move on. Maybe I need to read it at a later date and I would love it. Realistically, I have so many books in my read pile. To read pile, it is very likely I won't be re- revisiting this title. I will say I love the cover. Who doesn't love a cat on a book cover? It hooked me in. I also love the title. Very catchy. I also love the yellow cover. What a showstopper. Attention getter. So much for not judging a book by its cover. I do appreciate that she liked the cover and that she had all those nice things to say about it. And I, I also do think like... Um uh, it's okay to just not like books. Like it's fine and it's okay to just like dnf books because you have too many other books that you want to read. Like that's perfectly fine. And not everybody has to like every book. So I appreciate this person just being like, you know, it's just not probably for me. Um and obviously like if you just don't like a narrator's voice, like that definitely affects the reading situation. Like I if the narrator has an accent, typically like a British accent, I can't I can't do it because I listen so quickly and I just don't comprehend British accents as quickly. So I do understand that like sometimes that kind of stuff just is a hang up. Um, And I think honestly the best experience for this book is to listen to it with the author reading it because they, I always say that when it's like a book and the narrator is the author, they read it exactly how it was intended to be read. And so every little like funny little stop mid-sentence and like, whatever like they're gonna do because they're the ones that wrote the book so I think that's always the best listening experience um versus just like reading it yourself but I understand if you don't like the author's voice. Dwayne something <laughs> what, w- 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 writes There is nothing amusing nor hilarious about Samantha Irby's We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. This collection of essays is one of the worst books that I have ever read. She is crass, rude, and vulgar. There is not one thing I can say anything good about. If I could give it zero stars, I would. I just cannot recommend this book. So basically, people don't like how vulgar she is. They don't like how she, like, is so pessimistic and things like that. But, like, again, I think that's what makes it funny is that she's so, like, This is fucking lame. Like, I just hate this. Like, I don't know. I think it's like refreshing for someone not to be like eternal sunshine, but maybe that's because that's how I am. So maybe I think it's refreshing to hear an opinion that's like the complete opposite. The next book is Girls with Sharp Sticks by Suzanne Young. 1% gave it one star. Miss McFowl writes garbage. And the fact that there are more of these books, how did this even get published? I am. Also mad that she waits until the end to hit some really interesting questions. What does it mean to be human, to have a soul? Arg. Jackie writes, just wasn't a huge fan. Adeline writes, I'm so mad at this book. It had so much potential to be amazing. Instead, it sent the feminist movement back 30 years. Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration. The main problem I have was with the main character. She's basically a complete airhead. She is a pretty bad role model and never fails to bat her eyelashes and gracefully collapse, which seems to totally counter, totally counterintuitive for a book that is supposed to be about girls taking control of their oppressors. The romantic undertone was so unnecessary and aggravating as well. I wanted to tell the author that it is more than possible to write a book about a teenage girl without a romantic element. The pretense of girls being perfect little robots was also so exaggerated, as if the world wasn't sexist enough. I knew what the author was trying to do, and I'm glad she tried, but she failed. Doom's Dyer writes, A tired dystopian Stepford Wives that offers nothing new to the table that's already brimming with the same uninspired ideas that doesn't challenge anything many novels already did before it with a better taste. Without a shred of subtlety, it beats you over the head with its point so hard you'll die from a concussion. Amy writes, Very interesting concept with some really good twists, though predictable. It's definitely a hard read at times as well. It's not good, though. There's also somehow sequels. I read the synopsis for the next one, and yeah, I'm not interested. Would have had a better would have been better as a standalone. I do kind of agree with that. I think it would have been a good standalone and I had no idea it was a series until I finished. Um, and I still haven't read it, even though I gave it five stars, so, you know. Michelle writes, negative ten stars. This is one of the worst books I have ever read. Not only is the author completely inept, she is prof- not profound by any means. I was going to really pick this book apart in my review, but I decided that it has already robbed me of my valuable time reading this will. To think the To think this garbage is actually a series to what audience? Nine-year-olds? Garbage. Utter, complete garbage. Anne writes, I'm officially done with YA thrillers. Samantha Leroy writes, I get what Suzanne Young was going for, but a little subtlety can go a long way. On the surface, the book isn't really bad per se. It's just that everything, I mean everything, is spoon-fed to the reader. I know this book is marketed towards a more teenage demographic, but kids aren't stupid. Trust your readers to get to the point. You don't have to lay it on so thick." I don't remember, but I personally didn't think it was laying it on thick, so maybe I'm an idiot and maybe teenagers do need you to spell it out a little bit more because I think I didn't know where it was going until it went there. So, Joker writes, I ended up skimming through this one. It was predictable and the characters were somewhat static, underutilized, and in developing a world I couldn't connect to and invest in. I am somewhat interested to know what happens in the next book, but I think I'll just keep an eye out for spoilers rather than reading it. Adrian Butler, I stopped caring as soon as they weren't human. Peggy Solomon writes, what in the holy cow in the field was this book? (laughs) Why in the haystacks was this rated so highly by so many? Okay, I get not everyone loves this type of genre. I don't read dystopian novels or ones that reek of Stepford Wives' Handmaid's Tale, so that's on me. However, I found it actually difficult to get to the end of this book without wanting to toss it out the window. I kept reading only because I wanted to know why it was so highly rated by so many. I've been there. The twist at the end had me running for a bottle of vodka. I was so mad. Okay, not really. It was the dumbest twist to a book I've read so far in the 21st venture, and that is saying a lot. Okay, enough. You get the point. I did not like this one bit and cannot recommend it at all. Lily Lou writes, Intriguing plot ruined by unrelatable leads and white feminism. As a young adult female, I should be the target demographic for this book, but I found myself reading it as fast as possible to finish the story. I didn't really care about the girls, and... What's with the cursing and sexual language? I hate books that try to be edgy. (laughs) Okay. Lisa writes, look, I didn't hate it, but it was also comically bad. It was like baby's first most boring version of feminism. Even for YA, it was ridiculously simple and there was no tension. It was entertaining for a very nostalgic 2012 dystopian YA kind of way, though. I need to stop reading things just because they're being billed as like Westworld. Genevieve writes, infuriating. Literally every second I was reading this book, I wanted to throw it across the room. Fatima writes, I wish I read something else. This was highly predictable and so many things felt forced. Diana writes, pardon my French, but this book is the most disturbing shit I've read in a long time and not in a good, high-quality thriller or horror way. In a what kind of sicko writes this way. I trekked across town to return this the day I decided to stop reading it because I did not want it in my house anymore. And not in the oh-hee-hee, that-was-a-scary-read way, but in... A, that book was horrible and disturbing for no reason, and I don't want it in my sightway. This book is really bad and really gory and vile for no reason. Stay away. I don't agree, but you know, whatever. The Hunting Wives by May Cobb, 4% gave it one star. Chesie Lauren White writes, This book was a page turner, but I hated every character so much. If you want to read a book with a bunch of horrible people getting wasted, cheating on their spouses, and driving while intoxicated, this book is for you. Also, I should mention that this book had four-year-old women sleeping with high school boys with no conversation about why it was wrong. Y writes, What the hell are these reviews raving about? The characters suck, the storyline sucked. I mean, unless you're into the whole adult woman having relations with underage boys thing. Why was that even part of the plot? Which I'm sure some deranged people are. I'm, it's me. I'm me. I'm deranged. The writing wasn't even as great as some people praise it to be. While I tend to go on about some books more than telling more telling than showing this one showed, but excessively so. It almost seemed like I was reading a script with the details of the scene and background spelled out. The writing was the first thing to annoy me, the countless number of times someone parked something or themselves in a corner or by the table, or when inanimate odd items or body parts did something or felt something, or one of my favorites when Sophie dissolved back into the house. I'm really annoyed at all at this book and at myself for needing to finish it in order to write this review. Brianna Summers writes zero stars. I do not do, I don't do statutory rape with such a flippant manner, regardless of gender. This book has 40 old women seducing high school boys without addressing any of its inappropriateness. Plus the main characters are unlikable disaster. My last book had unlikable characters, but at least it was well written and the sex was contentual. Also note to the author, Tallahassee, Florida was not on the beach. It should have been my first clue that this was trash. Monica, Crazy for books. Writes, pretty cover, trashy content. Grown up women acting more immature than high school girls. Screwing 18-year-old boys. What the fuck? A husband with no self-esteem or personality. The first half read like a trashy soap opera. The second half as a low-budget TV movie. The thriller part comes halfway through and the killer reveal is so far-fetched, I was laughing at how ridiculous this book is. I didn't find one cent... I didn't spend one cent on the ebook. I pity those who spent their money and were disappointed, and I can't understand those four and five star ratings I've been seeing around. The only reason I didn't DNF is because the pace was so fast with short chapters, though my mind wasn't focusing much on what I was reading. Melanie writes, "Like watching a train wreck in slow motion, the drab storyline and unlikable characters make me wonder why this even made it to this month's book of the month lineup." Xana writes. Worst thing I have ever read in my life, apart from my course books, of course. Don't understand the hype at all, seriously. They say this is a mystery thriller novel, main reason I got it in the first place, but in reality, it's just a trashy gossip novel with rich but bored housewives and their unsatisfied desires, infidelity, affairs with teenagers, alcohol, and consuming alcohol. Seriously, I felt the need to cleanse my liver after reading how much these ladies drink, No real mystery or thriller whatsoever. Seriously, guys, if it's on your TBR, I suggest you remove it and read something else. One Angry Star. It's funny because I do kind of understand the alcohol thing. Like, they drink a lot in this book. And it does kind of leave you with the feeling like you've been drinking because of how much they drink and how, like, hungover she is. Faith Hurst... Belinsky writes, it never got any better. I kept thinking of ways that it could have redeemed itself in the end. It did not. It was like Real housewife sandfic. If you're a horrible, almost 40-year-old people acting like middle schoolers and r- on roofies, this is your book. Abby Carr writes, I hated this book. The story was ridiculous and the characters were infuriating. If I could give it no stars, then I would. Lauren Reed Rover writes, shout out to all of my books to buddies who hyped up this book, not specifying whether it was a good hype or bad hype. Come to find out that the only reason they hyped it up was so I would enjoy the scrolling audiobook and they could... Read this damn book review. So here it is, the moment you've been waiting for. Drumroll, please. This book had absolutely positively no redeeming qualities, like none. Silver lining. Thank you, Libby App, for saving me the $28 I would have never gotten a refund on. I loaned the audiobook in hallelujah because it also saved me a possible breakup with Dr. Wallace for what would have been the result of an argument over a hole in the wall for me angrily chucking the book at said wall. And hey, book of the month, you should be downright ashamed of yourselves for selecting this book earlier this year. Okay, off to deep cleanse my ears. Bye bye Bria writes, The entire book is about women who spend way too much money and free time and spending both on doing stupid things. They were drunk constantly, driving while drunk, and shooting guns while drunk. They were sleeping with teenagers. These women were 40. That's illegal and gross, and the author didn't describe it as either. She tried to make it seem hot. Look, being a stay-at-home mom can be boring, but nowhere near boring enough to get drunk, go shooting, and make out with kids 23 years younger than me. That's a midlife crisis. I'm tired of middle-aged, rich, white women midlife crisis books like no one feels bad for you they have money power families and maids grow up and get a hobby I do agree like no one feels bad for you but that's why I think it's fun because it's like I don't feel bad for these poor women but it's fun to read about their demise Jenny writes I was intrigued by the premise I finished it solely to know who the killer was it was painful maybe one of the least likable protagonists I've read she makes Daisy Buchanan look good that is how you know it's bad Natalie writes I originally gave this book two stars because I did read it in almost one sitting, so it had that going for it, but the more I thought about it, the more I hated it. I never wanted a book to end with the main character's murder more than I wanted this one to end with the main character's murder. Adding a spoiler tag, I guess, but I also cannot get on board with the subplot of the novel being about sexual encounters between older married women and teenage boys there's one line about how they're 18 so it's technically legal. Don't worry. The main character did a quick Google after going to third base with a high schooler. <laughs> if the genders were reversed, this book never would have been published. I, my husband and I talked about that um I think when I had read the book because he was like, you know, if it were reversed like there's there would have been an uproar and clearly there's an uproar because all of these people are talking about it, but I love the scandalous age gap shit. So it doesn't bother me. And I don't think it would bother me if it was the opposite way, but it would bother a lot of other people. Sherry McElroy writes, One of the most appalling things I have read. There are themes here that should never be glorified, which are the sleeping with younger voice, obviously. Ashley writes, I need to bleach my eyes. Kaylee writes, nope. Katrina Detweiler writes, Are you kidding me? This book was terrible. I don't want to read about how many lattes a day you drink and how many times you're, you bloody reheat it. by Bye. Allie writes, just because your characters are irredeemable assholes does not mean they're interesting. Rachel Cato writes, there are absolutely zero likable characters in this book. Seriously, you're almost 40 and hanging out with and acting like a teenager, staying out all night and getting drunk with your friends while your husband and child are at home? This was possibly the worst book I've read in a long time, and that's saying something. I I kept waiting for it to get better, but it was a shit show from start to end. Nazini writes, this book is, was just about women not knowing her sexuality and not being loyal to her perfect husband. I hate reading about books where the main character is obsessing over someone way too much. The nagging that the main character kept going on telling herself that she loved her husband and not being like her own mother made me just roll my eyes. And let's not forget calling herself straight. It was just ridiculous. The ending sucked ass. Everything came in together so quickly. I felt like the author forgot about the other characters or something. I seriously don't get the hype around this book. Aaron while and writes i can't believe how much i hated this book every character was the worst i had a second hangover from all the drinking they did i felt gross reading the goings-on between some of the characters ugh next is heartstopper by alice osman zero percent gave it one star as they should hannah writes nick and charlie are written by a female author almost purely for the female gaze this isn't a book i would feel to connect with i would feel I feel would connect with living, breathing, male-identifying people. The art style is inconsistent at best, ugly at worst, and some of the facial expressions are downright horrifying. Imagine Jeff the Killer smile and you're getting close. I wasn't in- invested, but this restricted color palette was a smart choice and made the visuals slightly easier to look at. Chalaba writes, I have read this story so many times. One star. The plot is too simple and fast there was no way to connect with the characters I've read other graphic novels that have fascinated me and did not want them to end I have enjoyed them and have paused at each page to admire the work of the authors unfortunately this was not one of them meh I was expecting more due to all the good read too overrated in my all the good read reviews too overrated in my opinion the ending is open but to be honest does not keep me with intrigue or anything so I am not going to continue Samuel writes, damn, the story was bad. It's more cringy than cute and it really has no story and the only thing they're doing is kissing each other, not for me. Esther writes, please do not come after me with your pitchforks (laughs) for giving it a one star. Abel writes, meh. I don't particularly like Alice Ozan books, but I have to admit that she has good writing, so why did she decide to do a graphic novel? The drawings are mediocre and not really consistent in quality. I also thought the characters were plain and one-dimensional. All the reviews for this are saying that it's really cute, but I had, it had... But I had felt more secondhand embarrassment than cuteness while reading. In conclusion, no for me at all. Yo mama writes, bruh. X writes, fine if you want pure fluff, I guess, but there's literally no plot to this. All of the books, of all the books and stories about MLM that are actually written by MLM, this is getting a Netflix show. I'm salty as fuck. Um, I do think that it's just cute. Like, there's really not a whole lot of plot, um, but I think that's fine in a graphic novel because it's. That's why it's not a book, in my opinion, but I don't know. Lily Naomi writes, This was not my cup of tea. The story went fast. I couldn't make a connection with any of the characters. It was also a typical take on being gay, since it isn't simple. It isn't as simple and basic as this one. Also, low-key felt like it was written by a person that fetishized being gay. Um, I I don't know Alice Oseman's like, sexual orientation or anything like that, but um, she wrote Loveless, which was about being asexual and aromantic, and I think that she has like, the whole gambit of characters in all of her writings, like, she always has straight characters, gay characters, lesbian characters, um, transgender, like, she always has, like, such a variety, so I think that, um, she's definitely not, like, fetishizing something, I think that she is just very inclusive in her writing, um, and I don't feel like it was typical, um, also, was I going to say? I was going to say something. Oh, it's simple and basic as this one. I don't think it's simple and basic because it's literally this boy, like Nick, Nick. Yeah. Nick is like into girls. Like he's not gay, but then he's like dealing with like the fact that he has feelings for a guy. Like that's not simple or basic. Daisy writes, I read this in like 30 minutes. The book had zero plot. Like how is it so overhyped? I also read it quickly. And I think that's the other thing with a graphic novel is that you read them quickly. Angela Yen writes, bland, predictable, and so concerned with correctness. Also, dullest text combos. That's a weird thing to be angry about. Riley Elliott Arts writes, I keep typing and deleting because there is just not a nice way of saying how much more I expected from this. I just don't understand the hype at all. Andrea Esageno writes, no intendio el hype. <laughs> Tio writes, I don't really enjoyed it. I don't really enjoyed it. That's what they said. Not me. Elena writes, I'm not really a graphic novel fan as I always try and get into them and try and really connect with the characters, but I can never seem to be able to. Therefore I find it hard to rate graphic novels as I know they are not the type of book that I get on with well. However, I do feel that not much happened in this one. I was so disappointed after all the hype it has received. Donna writes, quickest book I've ever read. Personally, I didn't enjoy it. I felt a bit, It felt a bit too juvenile, but maybe I'm too old. Possibly it was the graphic novel format. I love reading, and this genre is obviously very visual. I feel without enough written words, it lacks substance and opportunity for readers to connect. This is a situation where it makes me reconsider when I write a one-star review or a two-star review or whatever, and it's not like my typical medium, but I feel like I do always say that, and so I appreciate them at least saying that. Dana writes, nope, just nope. This is a comic strip, not a graphic novel. Even a graphic novel has to have a plot. Seriously, the novel has very few words, and the words you chose to use are graphic profanity. (laughs) This is really an insult to the intelligence of the reader. Save yourself 20 minutes, although it took me two weeks to read because I just couldn't. How did it take you two weeks, bro? Jeez. hi Jenny writes, I'm sorry. I'm obviously not the target reader for this, so one word, Gross excuse me this might be cuter if they're not gay either nick or charlie has a girl nonetheless the storyline will still be plain if one of them is a girl the art is clean and cutesy but nothing extraordinary so this Mm -hmm. is just somebody that doesn't like gay gay people so cool for you kara Silver's writes either i'm dead inside or this book was boring and cliche you decide spoiler both answers are correct chloe writes overrated zor zor writes this was too cringy for me but like what was cringy i don't understand the next book is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. 1% give it one star. Catherine writes, I'm quoting Chef Gordon Ramsay where a home cook disappoints him and really disappoints him. This isn't a pizza. This is a mistake. It, this is an Italian tragedy. Jonathan writes, breaking news, rich people suck. Let's make it short and painless because I don't care about this book and I want it out of my life. This was so boring. The combination of present timeline and background story did nothing for me. I was hoping the actual party would be better, but somehow it was even worse. Even the big fire was anticlimactic. I felt very detached from the characters. Nina has no backbone. Kit has no personality. Jay's personality is just surfing. Hud was nice. There were chapters about other random people that just made no sense to me. Why would I care about whether Alfonso and Vicky are going to fuck? I don't even know who they are. The only good thing was the part where they yelled at Mick. So I do agree. The whole party scene when they have all these chapters about all these other characters, like, I did not give a flying fuck. I still give this book five stars because I really liked it, but, like, that whole section of the book was awful. Molly Cummings writes, No idea where the rave rave reviews are coming from. Characters are shallow, unlikable, weak. Storyline is ridiculous. Sounded like a junior high schooler wrote this for class. Melissa writes, if you're looking for the next Daisy Jones and Evelyn Hugo, this ain't it. I love those two books. This one, this is really bad. Predictable, boring plot that leads with threads that lead to nowhere. Cliché, written, banal, simplistic, groan-induced writing. Unsympathetic characters and more than a few who needed to be edited out and too many mentions of their long eyelashes. I don't give a rat's ass about their fucking eyelashes and you won't either. The setting is in Malibu, duh, and it's fires and the novel is a dumpster fire. It's set in 18... 1983, which provides a nice nostalgia factor if you miss the close of that era. The best I can say is that it's a beach book, which is why I didn't DNF it, because I'm currently at the beach and wanted something totally mindless. I'd say it's light and escapist, but such books usually make you happy or relaxed or something, and this didn't conjure up any emotion whatsoever. None. I rarely write reviews like this. I hate to say it, but this feels like a totally mailed-in effort that could have been so much better. Dreadful, one star, maybe a half. Um... I think a lot of people that liked Evelyn Hugo didn't like Malibu Rising. And it's very interesting to me because I hated Evelyn Hugo. I DNF'd it. And I loved Malibu Rising. Michelle writes, It's as if someone told TJR, just make up some boring, shallow characters, throw in a dozen or so fake celebrities to make it super confusing, and write some words down and throw it all in a book. Just anything you can think of off the top of your head. You know, normal sibling rivalry over a female, an absent rock star father, an alcoholic mother, and of course the oldest sister who takes care of everyone but herself. I hated it. I am so disappointed. Phoebe writes, finally reviewing this, and all I have to say is the main characters had potential. I only wish that they were fleshed out a little bit more. There was also a lot of detail that I just generally don't enjoy that much in books. For example, head to toe outfits or describing what each person is eating. It felt like it took away from what is happening in the scenes, and I am obviously the outlier here because this has nothing but high ratings. Apologize to the TG. Apologize... Apologies to the TJR nation because I really wanted to like this book, but this was not for me. I appreciate the apologies to the TJR nation because that's funny. Um, but also I think because it's eighties, there was a lot of like reflecting on like what they're wearing, what they're doing and things like that, because it's like trying to put you in that like mindset or like zone or whatever. Mar writes, one star. It's official. This author is definitely a no for me. Tammy writes, I hate to start off the year on a bad note, but I don't get what everyone loved about this book. It started out good, but when a book turns into a chore just to get it finished, I can't help wondering, what am I missing? Nina and Kit are the only likable characters. There ended up being so many characters that left me realizing this is all for filler and the most boring party of the year. I'm looking forward to this. I was looking forward to this book since it took place in 1983, the year I graduated, so I thought it would be fun. Not so much. I felt like the author just kept throwing things and people into the mix that didn't need to be like all the horrific behavior at the party. We get the picture. I'm glad so many people loved it. And I hope everyone has a great new year with your reading life in 2022. I remember this. I thought I wrote a note about this, but so she said she graduated in 1983 and her little Goodreads picture looked like, um, she was like 25 years old or something. So I clicked on it and like, she's definitely like a woman that graduated in 1983, but she looks very good for her age. And I also appreciated that she said, like, I'm glad everybody loved it. I hope everybody has a great new year with your reading in 2022. Like, I think that's really cute. Beth writes, is this for real? One of the hardest books to read. Absolutely no substance. No storyline. The characters coming in and out and the pretend famous people name dropping. Ridiculous. Marie writes, good lord, how is this getting such rave reviews? It has nothing going for it. The writing is subpar. The characters are flat. The dialogue is straight from a soap opera. And the plot is predictable and boring there are way too many characters introduced in the last minute and the ending is rubbish and un is rushed and unfulfilling and rubbish i could not care less about the constantly described outfits these idiots were wearing a white t-shirt belted over blah 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 a baggy pair of london plants blah blah blah. top siders on white string bikini a crop t-shirt blah 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 cut off shorts a striped sweater over polo purple dress etc and for the love of god what kind of description is his average size blue eyes let me summarize four penniless but beautiful children go through hardship and the loss of their family home on the freaking coast of malibu but the eldest saves the day by modeling her gorgeous mostly naked body ball surfing just no again i think they describe the outfit so much because of the time period megan writes i'm supposed i suppose this could be two stars but i'm giving it one because i'm very mad right now orikamami writes very very cheap soap elena jen Elena Janello writes, I read this right after The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I have to say, not a fan. Both are filled with sex and wealth and no substantive relationships. Very disappointing. Waste of my time. Mani Najjar writes, nope, I'm done with Taylor Reed. This is Tyler Reed. (laughs) Never again will I read anything by her because I read her three most popular books and hated every single one of them. That was going to be, if I read Evelyn Hugo and then Malibu Rising and I hated it, I was probably going to be done. Mandy writes, terrible, waste of time, super disappointed in Taylor Jenkins' read. Tracy Lynn writes, just don't. This book was just awful, super cheesy and trite. One of the worst I have read in a long time. Don't bother. Dina Fink writes, yuck, don't see what all the fuss was about. Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney, 0% give it one star. Roseanne writes, take the scissors, turn the book into paper, hide it under a rock. I like when people try to do plays on the book title. I think it's funny. Kat writes, what a waste of my time. Brit Book. Brooke writes, I'm a hit or miss with thrillers, and this was a disastrous miss. The Adam had, that Adam had proso, whatever, facial blindness. is way too convenient. So, to set the tone, crazy shit happens, and a guy can't recognize faces. There's all sorts of shady behavior. Such over-the-top stories elude me. Give me a smidge of believability and one somewhat likable character. Trina R writes, "Oof, the character was the most—the character I was the most interested in was the dog." Stephanie writes, "Just call me One Star Patty." I don't know what that means. <laughs> Ruthie Colbert writes, "Some of the worst writing I've ever read, truly awful." John F writes, "Not only was the entire book a bit boring, but after pulling a 180 at the end, things seemed to not make sense anymore. Did the author just went along with it? I do not like the ending; didn't make sense at all." Ann Rome writes, "Boring and ridiculous. Don't bother." Manisha writes, "Listen to the audiobook. This was so bad." Susie writes, terrible, god-awful writing, idiotic characters. So many random suspense moments included. Just to have them amount to nothing in the next chapter. Waste of my time. Haley Joff writes, terrible, just terrible. Truly hated it from start to finish. So depressing, so lackluster. Terrible twist. Just no, 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 no. Chapter 36 writes, I get the whole unlikable narrator, but did everyone have to be insufferable as well? The only character worth your time is Sweet Bob. That's the dog. I do get the hype surrounding the I do not get the hype surrounding this one. I love domestic thrillers, but this one just missed the mark. Laura writes, This book was garbage. Rage for me. Rage read for me. Kim writes, SMH, This book was all over the place. Even after finishing it, I can't really tell you with certainty what happened. I do think it would be more clear if you read it terribly confusing as an audiobook. I am now going to Spark Notes to see if they can assist. C writes, I'm embarrassed I read this book. It was just terrible. I've decided domestic thriller is just not the genre for me. Also, what is a plot twist anymore? Are there any truly original shocking ones left? Call me to discuss. I felt like it had a really good plot twist, but, you know, that's just me. Carly Goddard writes, I'm so confused this made no sense. Who's Sam? Who decides to see if a relationship should should continue by rock, paper, scissors? I don't think I've ever read a dumber book. Lavetta Gibson writes, and by I'm finished, I mean I'm finished. I hated every word and every page of this book, but I kept reading. I usually quit a book if I hate it, but there were so many five-star reviews that I kept reading. I am 20 pages from the end, and I hate it so much that I refuse to finish it. I hate it. I really feel much better now that I've let that out. Anne writes, why, ugh, what a tremendous waste of time. The twist felt forced and the characters are so unlikable. I only cared about the dog. The writing will not be studied in any literature class in the future. I'm really confused by why this book gets so many glowing reviews, but I'm glad they liked it. This was a dumpster for sure. CD writes, thanks, I hated it. I do appreciate that everyone gave the dog high reviews. The X Hex by Aaron Sterling, one star one percent give it one star. Matthew writes, so boring. Never mix witchcraft and vodka, but mixing vodka with this book was necessary. (laughs) Again, I just I really like when the book like they use the book to write the review. I think that's very clever. I'm not that clever. Rachel writes, unpopular opinion alert. I hated every single second of this book. Things that didn't work for me. Reese and Vivi had no chemistry. The magic system had no explanation. The explanation for the curse was predictable. The way to end the curse was also predictable. The writing was plain. Overall, this seemed more like a fantasy book with little romance. Don't get me wrong, there's are steamy scenes, but they weren't inherently romantic. Either of these characters could have died and I'd have felt nothing. There was no character development and the plot was underdeveloped. So it's marketed I think as a romance but it does feel more fantasy and I think that's why I liked it because I don't prefer romance but I did like the fantasy and like the romance being a subplot that worked for me emma writes good lord this was boring i'm sorry i expected a fun and light halloweeny witch read and i guess it could have been but it was too shallow plot characters world building magic system wise and there's just no tension or chemistry between the main characters at all which meant that not even the promised spicy scenes could liven things up because i didn't care enough to ship the ship (laughs) to ship the ship and so their sex scenes just felt awkward and i don't even know i believe i actually said ew out loud more than once because ew no i'm not approved the the scenes were just well awkward in a very unsexy way Katie Garand writes, This was cringeworthy. I was expecting it to be a little cheesy because it was romantic, but honestly I've read YA that was better. The writing was very juvenile to me and didn't get any spooky vibes at all. Everything was lacking. I wish I hadn't wasted my time reading this. Alicia writes, Not a good book. It was so overrated and not worth your time. It felt like reading a book written by a 13-year-old but with some spicy scenes. Overall, it was a bad book, not my speed at all, and should not have the hype surrounding it. Definitely don't recommend. Taylor Smith writes, cringy as fuck, it's almost as if R.L. Stein and E.L. James collaborated to make this. Tift writes, humans can't smell. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Katie writes, this was terrible, a ton of sex and not even a lot of magic, a stupid story and the narrator was obnoxious. Don't waste your time. P.S. I usually really try to give books the benefit of the doubt, but I just couldn't hear. I like that she had to include the P.S. Natasha Bell writes, the author described this book as hocus pocus, but they fuck. The first line is vodka and witchcraft do not go well together. I will tell you this, me and this book do not go well together. I read it simply because of Halloween vibes, but the characters and the plot were so fucking weak, even the fucking, even the fucking parts. Hannah Cox writes, I don't know how many hours I spent reading this, but there are a few precious hours of my life I will never get back. Meggles writes, Tell me why the most mildly interesting parts of this book were crammed into the last 50 pages. For me, Aaron Sterling's witchy romance was a classic case of solid premise, poor execution. It had all the potential to be a great lovers to enemies book back to lovers story, but it was really one note and bland instead. Even the humor was lackluster. I think the main issue here was that I didn't feel like I knew enough about either Vivi or Reese to truly care about them. I think even if the plot remained the same, and it definitely had its own problems. Pacing? What's that? The story wouldn't have been much more fulfilling if I fell head over heels for them and their relationship. But alas, this was not the case. Big letdown for me because I heard such great things about this after its release last year. Amina writes, I'm still trying to process how I finished this or why. Going after someone you were pining for at 19, no amount of hexes can make that worthy. Awkward encounters and even more boring conversation. I picked this up because it kept showing me every it kept showing up everywhere. It didn't give me Halloween or fall vibe. It was plain bad. I think it's very atmospheric and very Halloween and fall vibes, but that's just me. Aurora writes, I think I went in with the expectations set a little too high. It's what I was That's what I get for picking up a book thanks to IG posts. But this had a promising start. The synopsis is kind of intriguing. It's a quick read, but I struggled with it. I was bored. It's like an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch stretched out with some steamy scenes just put there so it can pass for an adult contemporary. What's wrong with that? I don't understand. It's a bit juvenile. Characters lack 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 depth. The plot is just way too simple and not enough world building. Ugh. And where is this magical chemistry that had this woman hung up on a man for nine years? that the nine years thing was definitely a a a thing Sarah writes, what in the actual thirty going on thirteen did I just read? I demand a refund for my time and brain cells. Julie Ann writes unfortunately and regrettably Chewgy. oof Natalie writes, this was an abomination of a book, and I only finished it because I have a commitment to finishing all books no matter how I feel about their literary tra- trajectory. this book didn't couldn't have been more cliche and unoriginal a con. Combination of poorly done erotica and trite supernatural ideas. I rolled my eyes at every page. The characters immediately dated themselves with their pop culture references and lack of buildup. And a real plot climax was disappointing. The writing was clumsy and awkward, and better suited to stay as fan fiction than actual published work. Don Nichols writes, "Ugh, the premise sounded so good, and the story could have been amazing, except it wasn't." I was so bored and annoyed reading this book. Maybe it's because the f-bomb was one third of the word count. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but it was. A a bit extreme. I consider myself an easy to please reader and give a lot of 4 and 5 star reviews. Unfortunately, this was a 1 star read for me. P.S. I'm a Halloween baby and a huge Hocus Pocus fan. I'm honestly confused by the reviews that compare it to Hocus Pocus. The only thing we have in common is being stories with, with witches. So two things. One. I do agree. I don't think it was like Hocus Pocus at all. I think it was like practical magic and I think that people are dumb and Aaron Sterling comparing it to Hocus Pocus is weird because it doesn't have anything to do with Hocus Pocus. It's very practical magic, not Hocus Pocus. Um, two, I, I I hate people that say like, oh, well, I always give really good reviews, but this is just not the case. Like I normally give really, really good reviews. Like I normally never complain, but it's like, No. Jacqueline writes, was fun to read for Halloween ambiance, but the story was not very enthralling and the witchy aspects just seemed lazy, to be honest. The romance was cute, but not exciting. The Therapist by B.A. Paris, 1% give it one star. Laura writes, no, just no. I can't believe this is her fifth novel. Which I didn't know that. I need to read more B.A. Paris books because I like this. She should never be allowed near a word processor again. I usually don't finish books I would give one-star rating to, but this actually started with a bang, and I genuinely thought I would love it. And then it kept going downhill like a rolling stone gathering steam, finally becoming a runaway boulder, destroying its rating as it rolled. Where do I start? Flat cardboard characters with no depth depth multiple characters who behave and speak in ways that just never ever would who cares what the characters are wearing in a thriller constant descriptions of their clothes their hair i don't care love stories that beg believability catty gossip friendships the audios are well done if you can stomach the book i couldn't but i did force myself to finish i won't make that mistake again on to something better so i think that this is a domestic thriller and i think that it's important that you know what the characters are wearing especially like the women in the community because that kind of has something to do with like the plot but okay matt writes the only thing worse than actively disliking a thriller is being bored to tears by one chris writes i think i'm done with ba paris her first book was amazing but the rest have gone steadily downhill the main character in this one is an absolute imbecile and overly dramatic the secondary characters are flat the plot is boring and the twist wasn't really much of one at all connie writes definitely the last book by paris that i will read each book she writes is worse than the one before i said that after reading the dilemma but this time i really mean it Bob writes, Jesus, that was rough. I had high hopes for this. I thought it was a sophisticated thriller, and yet it was just many, many women going shopping, out to lunch, round for drinks, spying on each other's husbands, and the characters don't even get me started on them. Eve said to Tamish, who said to Lorna, who said to Tim, who said to Leo, who said to Alice, who said to, I'm going to have to start making names up now. There was nothing to distinguish between them all, and the murder was just so damned obvious. I mean, you don't have to be completely puzzled by a thriller. I was just scanning the lines in the last 20 pages to get over it. If that's harsh, try reading it alex writes i'm sorry but this was just bad and repetitive Laura thompson writes unbelievably bad the most repetitive and boring story with a detestable main character alice has the same inane conversations and the mind-numbing boring neighbors over and over and unbelievably is invited to come and stay at mine but everyone she comes across by everyone she comes across alice is nothing but a nosy neighbor with a connection to anyone but nina and off she goes on a neurotic and utterly bizarre mission to solve nina's murder the woman is beyond idiotic and more moronic book i have not read mary writes the best part of listening to this book was that i heard it when it was done i thought i would tear my hair out if i heard the narrator say perfect or lovely one more time there was nothing perfect more lovely about this book it was a crazy plot about a crazy shallow about crazy shallow uninteresting people i was attracted by the title since i'm a therapist don't judge a book by its title Yeah, because that's a little bit um, not really what was happening. Rachel writes, well, this just wasn't good, lol. (laughs) Caitlin writes, so boring. Nothing happens until the last 10%, and that's boring too. I'm giving up on BA Paris. One hit wonder with behind closed doors. Santina writes, Not for me. Rebecca writes, Ugh, love a good twist, but hate an idiot. I physically rolled my eyes no less than 25 times. Utterly unbelievable story. It's the horror movie where the teen hears the noise and goes to the basement after the power is cut over and over. Plot one. I'm so scared. Being alone in the brand new house... Where, I'm going, where someone was murdered a year before we bought it i'm gonna stay here all alone kicking out my boyfriend despite everyone offering to stay with me or let me stay with them plot two i keep waking up because i feel like someone is or, or has been in my house including finding things out of place but i continue to stay here alone despite plot one plot three i'm trying to solve the murder of a girl who died and the only connection she is living she lived in the house before me with a total stranger claiming to be part plot one. Oh my god i hated this book so much Meredith Heroda writes, This book contains some of my biggest pet peeves. Weak protagonist repeatedly not calling the police, protagonist not communicating well, and if she had, she would have solved a lot of issues. The beginning of this book dragged on forever without much substance. The pace quickened towards the very end. While I predicted the part of of the ending, the rest was completely unpredictable because there were given zero clues completely leading up to the big reveal. The author just dumped a bunch of brand new information honest at the very end of the book to make a conclusion i wish the beginning and middle of the book had been developed a little more and led to the big reveal Robin writes, This was one of the worst books that I've read in a while, and that is saying a lot, as books lately have fallen very short for me. The main character of the book, yet again, is a stupid, stupid, stupid woman. What is it with female authors writing these characters? I will continue to give your books bad reviews if you create these types of characters. I can't even get past the mind-numbing stupidity of the main character to critique the rest of the story. It was agonizing to get through this one. Shame on you, B.A. Paris. Kimmy B writes, wow, I can't believe how boring this book was. I had just finished with Behind Closed Doors by this author and thought that I would give this book a try after seeing it on my Facebook reading group. I need to read Behind Closed Doors. Wow, I was wrong not to DNF. I wanted to be a trooper and see if... It picked up, but it literally only picked up in the final chapters of the book. If you're a thriller fan, I doubt you would like this book. There really isn't anything thrilling about it. I will say, I, I did think it was kind of slow, and it was a book I probably would have DNF'd, but I stuck it out because I was listening to the audiobook, and I listened to the audiobooks fast. I think it was like an 8-hour audiobook, which means I listened to it in like 4 or 5 hours maybe. Um, so I definitely think if you're not doing that, it's probably not as like thrilling, and it's a little slow. Stephanie writes, B.A. Paris had one great book with behind closed doors. Again, I need to read that book. Now, riding the wave of that success, she's just churning out one crappy thriller a year without taking time to craft an exciting plot, write realistic dialogue, or proofread. Everything feels wooden and repetitive, and she stretches a story out to 300 pages when it could easily be told in half that. I think I said this last time, but for real, this is the last book of hers I'm reading. Diva writes, This wasn't really a thriller. It was three thrillers written haphazardly in one very confusing book. As much as I've enjoyed Paris' debut thriller, the other books continued to have ridiculously flawed plot lines. The characters were indistinguishable. The amount they concerned themselves with the murder on all occasions was disconcerting. No character leaped out to be exceptional or memorable. Everyone just merged into each other. Even the murderer didn't have a fitting personality. Lame. The Deal of a Lifetime by Frederick Bachman, 1%, give it one star. Jill writes, mm, so I didn't get it. I'm sure it's really deep, but too deep for me. Carrie writes, So very extremely, not my jam. Regina writes, I'm sorry to say I failed to understand what the author was trying to express in the short story. I could not connect with the characters, nor could I follow the storyline. I did feel sad and uncomfortable. Perhaps there was something lost in the translation. I, it went right over my head in any case. I don't think it was confusing so I'm confused why they're confused Lori writes stupid not the uplifting Christmas story I needed today disappointing from an author I love it's not supposed to be uplifting it's supposed to be sad Tracy Orlino writes odd Sarah writes I just thought this was odd as a Beartown lover I expected more I'm not sure if I didn't quite get it or if I just felt like I needed more but it didn't work for me it's also a novella it's not a full book so Melissa writes, I didn't find this story to be moving at all, and since there was so little material, I could not even give credit for entertaining me for 30 minutes. Morgan writes, I can't believe I just spent $6 on an extremely short story that only took 20 minutes to read. It felt like a Reader's Digest story from the 70s. It did feel like that, but why did you spend money on it? You could have just gotten it from your library, like I did. Kay Buck writes, I don't think I'm smart enough to get this one. I don't think there's anything that you're supposed to get. Jan writes, thank goodness this was short. Ariel Jensen writes, like listening to a sad person tell you everything they don't like about their life and you not knowing how to respond when they finished. <laughs> I do get that one. Melissa Gonzalez writes, this was a bit of a weird story for me. PJ writes, a bit dark for me. Michelle writes, just okay. At this point, my expectations are that everything he writes will be magical. There was a rabbit, but the hat was missing. I think that's a interesting analogy, but I don't agree. Louise Marie writes, not my cup of tea. I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. My Favorite Half-Night Stand by Christina Lauren. 1% gave it 1 star. Brady Painter writes, I could not with the amount of lying and deception for no discernibly good reason. It made me hate even picking it up because I was cringing in horror so much. Yes, they give Millie a tragic backstory that makes her emotionally unavailable along with a quirky liking of serial killer psychology that doesn't excuse how she kept going and going when it was clear she was in the wrong. Bleh. Jody writes, Christina Lauren is an auto read for me, so I strolled happily into this. There were a lot of characters introduced straight off the bat. I wasn't particularly engaged as a result. Too many names and personalities to try to figure out who was actually important to the plot and who wasn't. I found a little surface. I found it a little surface level. I struggled to keep to find the emotion and sink into the story and the relationships as such. The dialogue dragged, and I don't know. I just couldn't get into this at all. It didn't help that I seriously disliked a novel where the relationship starts on a whole bed of lies. First, because I think lies are the worst but from a writing perspective, it makes the plot so predictable and the conflict too obvious. And also, the whole catfishing thing just makes me think of that movie on Netflix, Sierra Burgess is a Loser, which was also, I think, a pretty good book, or movie. I like this author, but this one wasn't for me. Desra Bennett writes, if I, could, if I could, I would make this a complete zero, or even in the negatives, if I could, due to how much I absolutely hate this book. I kept reading because I heard so many good things before, and I just... Was hoping something would redeem all of the horrible decision-making on all parts, but it continued to be just as bad on every page before the next. By far my least favorite read this year. A lot of people really hate this book. Like, it's very polarizing. Like, you either like it or you don't. Daniela writes, Could not get into the characters at all. Christina Lauren is a hit or miss for me. I think that's true about Christina Lauren. Ms. Kern Barron writes, This was a mess of a book. I was hoping and waiting feverishly that the main character would get her shit together, and she just never did. She's an idiot. The book was almost torturous to finish. Lady Arwen writes, nope, I did not like this one. There was no point in most of the friends in this book. Alex, Chris, Reed was boring, but all right. Millie sucked. She had no morals and emotional constipation. She is the only character that changes over the course of the book, but she doesn't really redeem herself for catfishing her best friend, friends with benefits. Yep, this was a weird one. Millie is the only one that's supposed to grow because she's the main character, but okay. Athena N. Chaudhry writes, I picked this one up because Unhoneymooners was so good, but this was not for me main character is a pick me girl and I don't like that also six months into my pleasure reading journey and I realized I don't actually like reading about the fictional lives of academics oops Reese writes Millie is drunk 85 percent of the time in this book why she is so unlikable and she and Reed have a seriously unhealthy relationship and I pretty much alternated between cringing and rolling my eyes through this book Kelsey writes first off let me say that catfishing is inexcusable and not okay phew I'm going on a rant here but I was so excited to read this after reading josh and hazel's guide to not dating and because it said this was perfect for those who love she's the man this is not the same as she's the man this is offensive to my favorite movie to even compare it the main character is such an awful human being. I wish Reed left her high and dry. I hate Millie so much. She is selfish and can't stand emotion- And I can't stand emotionally blocked people. So maybe it triggered me. I don't know. But I do not recommend it. Chris and Reed were the only good parts of the book. I'm going to take a break from their books for a while because I'm that disappointed. I do think um, Christina Lauren is the type of author that you can't read their books back to back to back. Because if you like one, you might not like the other. And then it's like very polarizing. Um, also, I don't know if I would compare it to she's the man or not. I get that it has like similar kind of qualities. Um, but also if you don't like the fact that you can't stand emotionally black people, like it's a little small minded of you because not everyone can handle their emotions. So be nice. Jessica writes, it is so bad. I want to give you a zero, but that's not possible, so I give you a one. But seriously, this is a zero for me. The worst romance I've ever read. This was so awful. Millie is so horrible. She's not a good person. Their romance is based on lies and deceptions. How is it romantic to catfish your best friend? It's a no. I'm embarrassed to tell people who I see read this book. It's completely wasted my time. Please don't waste yours. Sari Pickering writes, ugh, unlikable characters and really messed up premise, and we didn't even get to the event with Obama. So, did the author just forget about the event and set the entire plot in motion and a re- repetition of the sentiment, I've just never been able to get along with other women. If you actually want a good book about the complexity of dating in the contemporary world world, read Sally, P- Sally Rooney's Normal People. So, I do agree with that book recommendation. Normal People is fantastic. I do think people hate that book though. So, the fact that you liked that one and not this one is funny. Also, I was kind of sad we didn't get the Obama event because that was like she said like the whole premise of the book or like the whole like fueling of the plot amy jordan writes i thought it was pretty dumb but i don't like romantic comedies and that's basically what this book was so it probably wouldn't be bad for someone who enjoys romantic comedies just not my thing it was a quick read though i appreciate people who are self-aware but why'd you read it why are you rating it Vanessa Bell writes, why do I continue to read this stuff knowing very well that I will hate it? Tanja writes, both characters do unpardonable things, read aloud private intimate messages to a common friend. She dates him online under a fake name and uses, uses for this information she knows from their friendship in real. He sleeps with her while dating some other as he thinks women online on pretty serious level. This writing is terrible. He even writes, long personal message to this online woman minutes after sex with the main character skipping christmas by john grisham three percent gave it one star zachary writes an absolute horror show of a book the two worst people in the entire world decide not to celebrate christmas for a year and their nazi suburban beehive neighbors treat them like they're hosting a donkey show in the front window there isn't a single character in this book who passes the basic test of decency the couple lie to their daughter and treat her like a non-person the husband is a hateful a-hole the wife is shallow and defeated the neighborhood men are bullies the neighborhood women are backbiting henhouse. despite the faint glimmer of kindness in the last chapter the book is contempt is a contemplatable look at contempt contempt is a contemptible book about contemptible people. Merry Christmas shitheads. Forin writes, I was not much impressed by this book. I should have read the reviews more closely because lots of people seem to feel the same and worse. The story was weak, the characters are unlikable. And there was really very little humor. For me, it all fell apart right from the basic premise that the Cranks were really doing something unusual in going on a holiday over Christmas. Really, millions of people do it every year, including me, some years. And the neighbors were just awful. I suppose it was intended to be funny, but it barely raised a smile. Apologies to readers who liked it, but obviously it was not my cup of tea. So what people don't understand is it's literally just, like, making fun of, like, the whole Christmas-like, like, um... What what am I trying to say? Like the the fact that it's such a commercialized holiday, and now like that's what it's making fun of. It's not people don't. Well, people might actually act like this, but it's it's a very dramatized situation. Marika Gillis writes, A long time ago, I used to read John Grisham. A lot of John Grisham. I was definitely a fan of the courtroom drama written in his words, so I thought this book might be safe and also easy choice for a book club. Not so. Unfortunately, this book was surprisingly terrible. It was so bad that it might just be the standard by which to judge all other terrible books. Underdeveloped, shallow characters, pointless di- diatribe, a complete lack of conviction, and a splash of random racism combined to make this book a book you should probably avoid. And what's worse, the more I think about this book, the more I hate it. Um, so the racism I... I I it it is a little like the the whole daughter's boyfriend thing is a little like not great but this book is a little bit old I think I don't remember when this book came out but um it's definitely not great um but it is what it is um Critterby writes. I don't often hate books, but every once in a while a book comes along that, well, this is it. I loathe this book. Cannot recommend it at all. I don't even want to spend any more time thinking about it. Amelia Busher writes, did the Grinch write this? <laughs> this book is also racist and fatphobic on top of being boring and lifeless. I don't think it's fatphobic. I think that when you go on vacation, you want to look your best, and so they're trying to lose weight. Like they they want to lose weight, they want to look great, like they want like he also goes to get like a spray tan, like that like they're not they're not like, oh my god, you're fat, and like, whatever, it's like, no, like, they want to look nice, because they're going to be on a beach, that's a normal thing, I don't think that's being fatphobic, um, also, the Grinch is probably a good, you know, whatever, because they're just pointing out the problems with Christmas, and I, you know, I don't disagree, Philippa writes, if I think long and hard about this book, I can see what might have been the author's goal for writing it. However, its execution was completely wrong. In my opinion, the main character was a hyperbolic Grinch, a hateful middle-aged man who's got nothing better to do than voice his awful opinions about Christmas, supermarkets, and people in general. I do believe that his reformation, that his reformation in the end was nice end to the story, but it not but it not wasn't good enough for me to really feel the change in him. In fact, the reader sees that he hasn't reformed at all since he ends the story thinking about doing it all again next Christmas. I really can't see the point of the story. If there was supposed to ruin the Christmas spirit, well, then his goal was superbly achieved. The last one is People Like Her by Ellery Lloyd. 3% of people give this one star. Rebecca writes... I don't even know if there was ever a time when I gave a book one star. This was painfully hard to get through. The premise was interesting enough, influencer who has a family and something goes wrong, but the problem is it was just boring. Not the least bit plausible and just a waste of my time. I am shocked it was a book of the month club. Gabri Girl writes, oh, that's kind of, well, never mind. (laughs) never mind um not a book to read on your maternity leave uh, I'm sick and upset I wish I never started it but I feel like I need to finish to get a resolution I will say I read this pregnant and I do kind of agree it's like definitely not a book that you should read while pregnant or having a baby or whatever Caitlin H writes I found all the characters to be extremely unlikable and honestly the ending was extremely disturbing for me and this is coming from someone who loves true crime and thrillers it was just weird I mean I think I understand like the content is a little troubling but that's like kind of the point like not everything is just about adults killing adults and stuff like that claire writes i pushed myself to want to like this book but i just couldn't it dragged on and was so slow gave so many details about her insta mom life and i don't ever want to hear that phrase again the only interesting part was the epilogue brielle bell air ham writes this was everything i hate in a thriller what do you hate in a thriller i need to know specifics Hannah writes, this was not it. I was intrigued by the premise of this book when I first started it. I actually was really enjoying it. Unfortunately, this is one of those thrillers that is only truly thrilling for the last 40 pages, and even then it was underwhelming. This book could have been so, so good, but the plot needed to be rethought out for sure. It felt like there were a million plot holes, but a lot of random twists that didn't do anything for me. I really did not enjoy this one the way that I was hoping to. So I'm not someone that typically is like, this is marketed as a thriller, but it's not thrilling, and blah, 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 and like, the genre mislabeling sort of thing i like i do kind of agree that like it's not thrilling until the end it's kind of more like um a contemporary or something like that like it's just like about her instamom life and like whatever but if a book is interesting and you like the book does it matter if it's not the same genre that you thought it was going to be for the whole time or i don't know that just seems like really silly to me emily driver writes one star is generous Jennifer writes, ugh, I wanted some light chick lit reading, but this is not it. An utterly stomach-churning, despicable woman in her social media career as a mama bear. Just writing this makes me nauseated. Read at your own risk. Brett Stroud writes, this book is terrible. Emmy is perhaps the most annoying character ever created. Actually, none of the characters are likable. Even the four-year-old is inseparable. I'd rather read another three books about Holden Caulfield than one more chapter of this nonsense. The overuse of Instagram lingo is exhausting the misuse of pharmaceuticals had me screaming for a book centered around the use of the internet and social media. You think the author slash editor could have done at a minimum done a quick Google search on the propofol administration. I honestly don't know why I finished it. Don't waste your time about this one. Um, this book is literally about Instagram. So if you have a problem with social media lingo, like that's the whole purpose of the book. Kaylin McLean writes, do not make the mistake of reading this book on maternity leave like I did. It is very disturbing and it made me feel physically ill reading the thriller portion of this novel, which includes something about a baby. I'm going to skip that part. I had no sympathy for the main character or her husband and couldn't finish the book except skip ahead and make sure the kid was okay. Um, Although there is talk of miscarriages, abortions, and baby something happening to a baby throughout this story. Extremely painful read as a new mom. Again, this is maybe not the best book to read in that situation, but... Um, you know, whatever. Shauna Reynolds writes, I tried so hard to like this. I wanted to like this book. It seemed to have everything I usually enjoy when reading. I just couldn't do it though. There were too many moving pieces and it felt like the author was just grasping at straws. I just finished this book and I'm actually phys- physically exhausted by the effort it took me to read this. I honestly believe reading a stereo manual would have been more enjoyable i personally again people have different preferences obviously but like i personally feel like this is a book that you just like read really quickly like i remember like flying through it just because it's set up so short and easy to read but you do you boo erica reynolds writes this was one of the worst books i've ever read the premise is interesting but the execution just isn't there every character in this book is annoying unrelatable and unlikable very little action happens for the first 200 pages and by that point the book is almost finished the ending isn't plausible there's just no suspense and the build-up wasn't worth it i can't believe this had any positive reviews so i do i i think i remember being like oh my god um like i absolutely love this book And I remember, I'm trying to think of there. There's another book that the author wrote, or is there? um, Let me see, Ellery. Oh yes, okay. I read The Club by Ellery Lloyd this year, and it was just. It was like fine. It was like a fine time. And this one, I think, was also fine. Now that I think about it, I think I gave. I mean, I, I I gave it five stars, but you know, it was. It was just like a good time in the moment and then like easy to forget later on, but still good. So those are officially all the books that I gave five stars to last year and reading all of their terrible reviews. I think I'm going to do the same thing with all the books that I hate and read really positive reviews about them and maybe see if I can find something redeeming about books that I absolutely hated. Um it's going to be difficult to sift through. I th- I feel like I feel like there's always reviews that you can tell are like very much like, you know, a friend of the author or like they received free books so they're like writing a review because like they um you know, appreciate that they got a book and like things like that. Like, I think you can definitely tell, like there's some reviews that just seem too syrupy sweet and you're just like, really? Um, so I'm more interested in books that are like, or reviews that are like, you know, this was the best book ever because of this and this and this and this. And I can be like, no, but like, at least I can appreciate your point. So I think it's only fair to do the reverse of this. So look out for that in the future until next time, friends. Ciao.